0: What's up guys, Adam here. Welcome back to another podcast. This is episode number three. Uh, it's just been such such tremendous support from all of you and I'm happy to be bringing it to you week in and week out and I hope you guys uh, stay tuned for it. Today we're going to be talking about obviously all things Milan. It's been not that crazy of a week. There's been some rumors here and there. We've played a game which... It was a very good victory for us, and last week we did have a special guest, it was my brother, this week we're going to be having ourselves another special guest, and um, I put a-, a poll on my YouTube community thing, you guys can follow me on Instagram and all that if you want to get interactive and get into this podcast, and I'm here with a very special guest.
1: What's up guys, it's Ali here, Um I'm a Milan fan all my life I've been subscribed to this channel since about 3,000, 4,000 subscribers and I'm very happy to be on this podcast and even like just talk about all things Milan really
0: yeah, thank you very much for being on here. Uh, I know it was a lot of back and forth to actually like set up the time and all that because of the time difference, but I'm happy that you're here. <laughs> so tell us a bit about yourself. When did you get into Milan? Uh, when did you know that Milan was the club that you were going to support for the rest of your life, hopefully?
1: <laughs> well, so basically my dad back in the day uh, supported Milan from when he was about 14, 13, something like that. And so pretty much I was born and like I was pretty much sat in front of the TV to watch the Champions League finals when we got to them. And then I just kind of like, you know, grew with Milan and like just, you know, got my first jersey. And then when I got that first Pato jersey, I knew this was the club. Even, my da- Even when we went through the toughest times finishing 10th and 8th, My dad goes to me, oh, you can move club if you want. I'm not forcing you. And I'm like, nah, I'm staying with Milan. I love Milan. And that's probably going to be the club for the rest of my life. Actually, no, it will be.
0: It will. I I think there's, unless you're like a plastic fan, like a lot lot of people are. I hate plastic fans. (laughs) Oh, man, those are the one thing I can't stand. But uh, you pretty much have, well, not pretty much have the same story about me I don't know if I've mentioned this but I think every single person in my family is a juventino I for some reason I don't know what it was when my grandfather would we, we would we would watch games together it just I don't know why. Milan was just the club that I wanted to support. And as far back as I can remember, I always liked them. And uh, every time, you know, we're in the same room. Me, my brother, my father, my grandfather, and just everybody who likes Juve. It's just always a disaster because they always like to poke fun at me. Because, you know, obviously we're not in the best of positions right now. And the past couple of years, we have been struggling. But hopefully this is a sign of things to come and we'll eventually get back into Champions League like everybody wants us to. I think even people who don't like Milan, just like, not that they don't like Milan, they don't support Milan. Like people who watch other leagues, they just miss the old Milan, you know?
1: Yeah, Champions League without Milan, it just seems wrong, really.
0: Yeah, because when you like speak about Champions League, obviously you know that Madrid has all these titles, but like second is Milan, and like their names, their name is always brought up in conversation. You'll be watching a Champions League match, and the commentators will just talk about Milan. Like, (laughs) I I just wish that we can get back to you know the glory days, and I'm hoping that in the next couple of seasons, we we're all hoping that you know it goes back to that. So we have a couple of topics to talk about today Uh, A couple, when I say a couple, there hasn't been that much, you know, stuff happening Serie A is starting in about two weeks And I cannot wait because every other league seems to have started besides Serie A And Milan yesterday took on, uh, hopefully I'm saying this right It's Ferroni (laughs) Kelly At the... yeah, in Kosovo, uh, which I didn't even know was a country until like three years ago, to be very honest. I, I,
1: I think they weren't. I think they were only established a few years ago. I'm, I, I, don't quote me on that,
0: but I think they were. Well, you learn something new every day. Um, Yesterday, goals from Suzo and Borini, 2-0 victory. What did you think about the match, Ali?
1: Pretty much, first half, I thought... The match as a whole, I think we dominated them. They only had a few chances on goal, and even them weren't that threatening. They hit the bar once when Antonio Donnarumma was in goals. And I think other than that, they didn't really have many opportunities. Whereas Milan, we had a, few, a good few opportunities to score. Uh, I think the standout performers were probably... Bonaventura was very good. It's, he's been out for a year, and it looks like he wasn't, he wasn't even out. What do you think about that?
0: Bonaventura, I've mentioned it so many times. He's my favorite player. Uh, I have his kit hanging up uh, somewhere over there. Probably going to look to hang it up in me. But Bonaventura, since he came, he's been my favorite player. It just sucks that he's been plagued with injuries in the past couple of seasons, but it looks like he's showing absolutely no rust. He just looked like a different player yesterday. He was making these one two passes, he was finding people just. He seems to just create chances by himself, and I really think that him playing this season, obviously, it's maybe going to be a fight between him and Suzo, but I find Suzo's playing well there, but just, especially after so many injuries, he looks like he's showing no signs of rust, and I uh, can't wait to see what he does this season.
1: Yeah, on your topic of Suzo, I, I really think he should stay. Gianpaolo wants him to stay, but... I don't know. Some Milan fans just seem to not want him to stay. I don't know why he's been our best player last season, pretty much, except for towards the end of the season, he dropped off a little bit. But even the season before that, he was solid. And four games in preseason, everyone was like, "Sell him. he might not adapt. But he looks like he's adapted really, really well. And he's been our best player in the last three games. What do you think about Suzo? Uh,
0: Suzo, this, you know, I, I love the guy. Uh, I, I was very skeptical because I know that he's like a right sided, like he, he, he's usually playing, he's usually deployed on that right hand side. That's the word I was looking for. But as a trequista, he's really surprising me behind the two strikers. He tends to, you know, still drift a little wide and then try to cut inside. He, I don't know if that's the way Gianpaolo does want him to play, but he he's, he's our creator. He's the guy who's been creating like 95% of the chances. I don't think anybody could argue that. There'll still be people that are going to bash him, and then there'll still be people that are going to support him. It's just the way things go here at Milan. He obviously didn't have the best end to the season last year, but still, even though he wasn't at his best, he was still one of our best players, and he's showing it now in preseason, and I'm hoping that this does translate into the season because we're really going to need Suzo at his full form this season if we want to try and take back that fourth spot, third spot, get back into the Champions League. Uh, One other player, what did you think about Paqueta? Paqueta, obviously, you know, he didn't play the last couple of games of the season because of the red card. But when he came on, what did you think about him? I think he looked very lively. He was trying to create chances. He was getting forward.
1: He was getting stuck in, getting his foot in, trying to make tackles. I think he was playing really well in that center midfield position. I just wonder if maybe if Suso isn't playing maybe Bonaventura can stay as a uh, central midfield and maybe uh, Paqueta can move into the trequartista role. I, I think he'll probably do a little bit better there, to be honest, because he's more of an attacking player. He can make create space, make the chances for the two strikers up top. We saw him and Piontic last season. They were like really good together when they were playing together. So I, I just feel like maybe he might be a little bit wasted in the uh, centre midfield position. As, a, as the Floyd as a Mitzala, but he can still get forward and maybe like even create a few chances and get back and defend. Because I think just Biglia or Benacer or whoever is going to be in that uh, uh, Regista role is just going to be a little bit isolated if the two midfielders just constantly push forward. But I think he's better at going back than Suso, anyways, and definitely. Uh, on par with like Bonaventura. Bonaventura is pretty good at getting back as well as Paqueta. But I think Paqueta yesterday, he played pretty well when he came on. But there's one other player that I thought played really, really well when he came on, and that's the new
0: guy, Rafael Leao. What did you think of his performance? Leao just looked lively. He has that speed. He's very he's very good on the ball. Uh, A few touches here and there could have been a little bit better. He reminded me of uh, Niang at some points. Let's hope that it doesn't go down that road. But uh, he provided the assist for Borini's goal, which was a fantastic bit of play. He made the defender look like it was. He made it look easy. Crossed that one in. Borini with a lovely volley, and uh, Borini gets. So much hate, but that guy, you put him any position, he'll play there. He'll give it 100%. He might not be the best player. He might not be the best player there, but that guy is going to give his 100% at any time.
1: One one thing that I, I like about Barini is people people bash him. People say he's not that good. But people also say, Kutrani doesn't have the technique, but he always gives his 100%. That's kind of the same as what Borini does. Like, don't get me wrong, Cutrone was obviously had more room to grow and all, but I think Borini has the same style. But everyone hates Borini, and I think the only reason people love Cutrone is because he came to our youth academy.
0: Yeah, I think that's the reason why people hate on Borini more than they hated on Cutrone. Obviously, there was a lot of hate for Cutrone, uh, because, like. As previously stated, the fans, man, like you'll either hate a player or you'll love him. But the the amount of hate that Cutrone got and then once he left, some people were happy, some people were devastated. But uh, honestly, it does make sense what you're saying. Borini and Cutrone, same player, same work ethic. It's just, you know, because Cutrone came from our youth academy, I feel like people wanted him to succeed a lot more than they want to see like a guy like Borini succeed. But it's unfortunate he left. He actually did play his first game with Wolves today. I don't know if you saw that. Well, he came on in like the 70th minute. Uh, Just standard Cutrone game. (laughs) Obviously, last year he was deployed a lot. Uh, In the second half, he would come on and try to finish out the last seven minutes. Maybe get himself a goal. But hopefully, Wolves can get the best out of him. I'm really rooting for Cutrone. And... um, I, I want to see him become the player that everybody thinks or hopes that he's going to become.
1: Yeah, I think Kotone can definitely fulfill his potential, but I just feel like under the right coach, I, I don't think Gattuso was the right coach from last year. I think he could definitely become a much better player than he is now. He needs to improve quite a bit on his uh, technique and maybe his like ball control, passing. But Like he has he has the position and he's always in the right place at the right time. And I think that, that will help him a lot.
0: That's one thing about Kutrone that I've always loved. Obviously, he didn't score that many goals last season, but if he's in the box, I feel 99.9% of the time, he's going to put that ball into the back of the net. But he's gone. There's nothing we could do about it. We got to move on and take a look at our players. Let's get back to Leao because I feel like we didn't talk that much about him. He came on in the second half, if I'm correct, like in the 40th, 50th minute, right?
1: I think yeah, just on half time. It's just the start of the second half. I think he came on. Yeah, I, I felt like he had really good skills as well. I think there was one point at the match where there was about three defenders around him, and he just got random them with ease. I think that's yeah. what I liked about him. And that cross—he's supposed to be a striker, but I think
0: he's right-footed, and it, that was a beautiful left-foot cross straight into Barini. What do you think? Uh, let's say, you know, that Gianpaolo decides to change the formation. Do you think he would be good as a left winger or um to be honest, I don't think
1: he will change formation, but if he does, I do think Leo could work well on the link or on the wing, sorry. And as along with Sousa on the right wing, I think uh we could have quite good wingers then
0: even if he does decide to change formation with at striker. yeah because I don't know if you saw he was he was playing a little a lot more on the left side yesterday Leao, and uh I feel like it, it worked it worked better for him uh it, it's obviously the first game he played what 45 minutes and it's his first game he'll get used to the new formation but that cross was absolutely superb inch perfect, Borini, beautiful volley and uh, Leal just gave a very good performance like I said, a few touches reminded me of Niang and Kessie but um, hopefully that was just maybe his nerves (laughs) from this first game with Milan
1: I mean you would be nervous coming to a big club like Milan, especially from the French league, from uh, Lille I think he came from you know, quite a big transfer fee on him what was it, like 35 million I think he's He's meant to be nervous, but if he can overcome them nerves and show the skill he, show, he, he showed in like a few moments in the match and couple that with Piontic he could maybe, even though like even, when he's deployed as striker, the fact that he's drifting out wide could create space for Piontic because the centre-back might be drifted with him. And then it might be easy for Suso or whoever's playing the tre- trequartista role to just slot in Piontic and Piontic we all know how good his finishing is.
0: Yeah, but there's still people that are going to complain that he hasn't scored a single goal in preseason. I mean, what can I say? It's preseason. <laughs> it's preseason. We,
1: well, there's so many players out there. They might not have a good preseason, but as soon as it comes out into like the main season, they'll come out like firing. Or like, even vice versa. They could have an amazing preseason and just not really do anything in the whole season. So, pre is just more for match fitness rather than, like, you know, judging how good a player is, kind of.
0: Yeah, getting ready for the season. That starts in two weeks. I think we have one more friendly to play.
1: I think it's Chisena we're playing next Saturday
0: or something like yeah. that. Yeah, Chisena um, next Saturday.
1: One player I want to talk about from yesterday is um, Castiello. I, personally... Personally, I think he was terrible, and I think he is terrible. I, I, I don't like the guy. I, I just feel like he's too weak. He gives the ball away way too often, and he just seems to, you know, just not have that ability. Like, he's supposed to be the same style as Suso, but he's just not like Suso. He doesn't have that burst that will get him onto his left foot, take a shot, or make the pass. He just seems kind of sluggish. He might be good as like an eighty eight minister sub because he's quite fast. But I just don't think he has the ability and the technique, really, if anything, we should probably look to get rid of him, especially since he plays on the wings.
0: I was literally just about to talk about Castillo, and I'm really glad that you brought that up because your opinion is the same opinion as me. He's not strong enough, Uh, he gets pushed off the ball way too often. Yes, like you said, maybe in the 80th minute, 70th minute, he could come on when opposing defenders are tired, try to use that speed, but... I feel like he just feels a little, like, uh, feels, he looks a little bit sluggish. Uh, He, uh, I don't know, he's supposed to be, I, I honestly don't know what type of player Castillo is. I feel like we haven't seen what he could actually do, but I think it might be time for him to actually move on, and hopefully we can get it done before the transfer window does close. But at the same time, maybe, I don't know. He could fit Gianpaolo's system, maybe because it's preseason. The season hasn't started yet. I'd like, I always like to give the players the benefit of the doubt, but what I saw yesterday from Castillo, he just, there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing in his game that, like, actually excited me and said, and made me say, maybe this season is going to be his season. There was just nothing from him yesterday.
1: I completely agree with you. And something that bothers me is that we're thinking of selling Suso especially also to a league rival in Fiorentina or Roma but there's been no rumors of us trying to get rid of Castillejo at all and that's I can't fathom how we're keeping Castillejo but getting rid of Suso he's
0: who's one of our best players i, I that that's something i don't understand because yeah, Exactly. Uh, Suzo, you see rumors here and there, and Milan are actually, well, if these rumors are true, they're considering selling him, but then you have a guy like Castillo who's not better than him, who probably can't fill his role if he does leave, and we're not trying to sell him, we're not putting uh, no I I or maybe just nobody's offering for him I don't know what's going on what's going on in the director's heads (laughs) because Castillo I think might need to move on by the end of this transfer window
1: yeah Castillo like fair enough if no one wants him but we see Strinich and Laxalt. they they like Nobody might not want them, but at least they're rumoured to be allowed let go, whereas Castillejo hasn't even, the club have not even come out and said, right, this guy's on the transfer list, we're looking to sell him. They haven't said anything about Castillejo going, but Suso, and Suso as well, one of our best players going for, I think it was 32 million plus bonuses they want. I actually one something like 30 They... What is one thing I don't understand about Milan is why do we keep underselling our players? Cutrone I think definitely worth more than eighteen million. I think it was. I think he should be worth at least like twenty five to thirty whereas Susa, I think maybe forty to forty five yet yeah, they're going for like about ten million under that almost.
0: The only reason I think we're under well we're undervaluing players is because of their last year's season. Kutrone didn't really have the best season. He still has bags of potential and he still isn't fully developed. But I think 18 million was a steal for Wolves. And Suzo only valued at 32. I think that's maybe due to last season. He started off on fire and then just dipped in performances after the the winter transfer window. Just in January or around there, he just started to decline. Maybe it's because of that end-of-season performance and Cutrone, I think why we sold him so low was because of him only scoring three goals last season. I think... Maybe that's why they were undervalued and undersold. But I think, like you said, Cutrone could have gone for something like 30 million. Suzo, if he does end up leaving, which I don't want happening, maybe 40, 45 million.
1: One thing I don't really understand is if you want to let go of Suzo, why to a league rival?
0: Yeah, that I don't understand either. Why Fiorentina? Why Roma? Why not a team in Spain, in England, anywhere else but here in Italy. So,
1: Suso is one of our best players, and the Premier League transfer window is closed, but surely they can try to sell him to any other league other than Serie A, because that would be unfortunate. Even, also, Gianpaolo comes out and says about Suso, Suso is world class, I think we should keep our best players, or something along those lines, he said. And if the management really trusts in Giampaolo, I think they should believe in what he said and do their best to keep Sousa.
0: Yeah, if the coach likes him, I don't understand why they would... If Why would they even think of selling him? If the coach, like you said, said he's world-class, I think I saw that somewhere. It was a report not too long ago, but if the coach likes him and wants to play him every single game and he feels like he's our best player why would we even consider selling him it makes no sense to me and I feel like if they do sell him it's gonna be a mistake it's gonna be a big mistake for Milan because other than him who do you think's our best player I would have to say right now obviously because you know he was injured but right now for me he's one of our best Midfielders, In my eyes, what do you think? If Suzo gets sold, who would be the player to fill his role? See, that's a tough one because I think
1: Paqueta could probably flourish in that role. But at the same time, I think in the Mitzala role, he might be as good, if not better. Because he likes to get stuck into challenges. I, I know he got a red card last season, but he shouldn't have gotten it. He shouldn't have gotten it.
0: That was never a red card.
1: So I think he'll be good there. And I think maybe if Kessie doesn't get sold, maybe play him right centre-mid or maybe Bonaventura, who's definitely got the ability for that trequartista role, definitely will be able to play there. So I think maybe our best shot is Bonaventura, but even so, I'd rather him play Mitzala, whereas leave Kessie out of the team as a sub.
0: I feel like, when Bonaventura was playing as a mezzala, like, uh, not too... Well, la- no. I think it was two seasons ago with Montella? Yeah, two seasons I could, ago. I, yeah, he, I find he was fantastic there. I feel like he could play there. Paqueta could play as a trequartista if um, if Suzo does leave, but... If he doesn't, Suzo, I think, would be perfect for that role right there. And uh, Paqueta, Paqueta... I can't even speak right now. Paqueta and Bonaventura would be great as Metzalas. Uh Kessi is another player I want to talk about. What are your thoughts on him? Do you want him to leave? Do you want him to stay? What are your thoughts on him as a player? And do you think he's good enough for Milan at this point? See, Kessi,
1: if he becomes... If he fulfills his potential and becomes at least on par with the player he was at Atlanta, I think he could be an extremely good player for us. But the moment with Milan, he just kind of, he does all the defensive work brilliantly and he kind of wins back the ball, runs with the ball and when he gets into the final third, It just looks like he forgets how to play football.
0: (laughs) I've said that so many times. He can, in the span of 10 seconds, he can go from the best player in the world to the worst player in the world to the best player in the world. And then just, he makes absolutely no sense when he plays. He can do everything, get into the final third and send it into Ed. Like, it doesn't make any sense with Kessie. He's so inconsistent.
1: Sometimes... You win back the ball brilliantly. He'll start the counter attack, and instead of making a simple pass, you just sky it or just play the worst pass, and and the man can't cross. He runs down the
0: wing. He tries to cross it in. It's just oh, it's just terrible. But I still feel like he could be a fantastic player. But I, it doesn't make sense. Like he makes like. I don't, I don't even know what to f- like, think about him. Do, I don't even know if I like him. I don't even know if I dislike him. I don't know if I want him to stay. I don't know if I want him to go. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm so confused with Kessie. He could be great at times, and then he could just forget how to play football in the span of 25 seconds.
1: Yeah, personally, I think if we could get anywhere around 35 to 40 million, I'll happily let him go. Anything lower than that, I think we could probably develop him for his value to go up because I still think he'll be definitely an important squad player next year as we need depth. Although we're not playing in three competitions next year, I still think it'll be important to have quality players to bring off the bench and start if someone gets injured. We also have that injury crisis. But I just want to relate back to one thing. When you said Bonaventura was great as a Mitzala, do you remember at the start of last season when Bonaventura, I think he got maybe five, six goals in like the first seven games before he got injured? think something like that like if he can show that quality which i'm pretty sure he can will will have i don't this is a cliche but it's almost like a new signing because he didn't play any of last season and he can like he can bring that extra quality we might need to just bring milan forward and maybe bring us to that fourth spot i saw this post and it was like the, uh, if Neymar leaves PSG, we might be in trouble because I think Donnarumma might go to the go the other way to PSG, and the fee they're asking for, in my opinion, is ridiculous. Fifty million for Donnarumma when Kepa went for eighty million, and I think Donnarumma is already much better, better than Kepa. But I, uh, the only thing, the only thing I have with Donnarumma is that his contract is running low. But even then, I still think he's worth probably about 70 million. And he's only 20 as well, which is mad to think because it feels like he's been around for ages.
0: Donnarumma, what do you think? Is he going to leave? Is he going to stay? Like, I know maybe, I think this season he's going to stay. I think by the end, by, well, you know, by the end of this transfer window, he's still going to be with Milan. But in the future, do you think, do you see Donnarumma ever leaving? we all
1: saw him as kind of the villain a few summers ago when it was like when he was gonna leave but right now I feel like he'll stay at Milan for like maybe even 10 years it's his boyhood club he's getting really good wages like for some reason I feel like even if Milan accept an offer from PSG for like 50 million I still think he will reject the contract in favor of staying at Milan
0: I feel like after that whole fiasco uh, with his agent and all that and the money throwing at him during uh, the match in Poland, uh I feel like just something changed in him. He looks like he's motivated to stay at Milan. He looks like he's motivated to bring us back where we should be. I don't know if that's just for now. And then once we get back into... Hopefully get back into Champions League, he changes his mind. But he he looks like he... I don't know. I, I, I never... Here's the thing about Donnarumma. I was completely pissed off when all that went down. I was I was so mad at him. Uh, I I'm not gonna say I didn't you know bash on him, but like he I don't know how to put it in words. It looked like he wanted to leave. But now it looks like he's determined to stay and determined to bring us back and determined to be Milan's keeper for the years to come. That's how I feel. That's how I see Donnarumma right now. He can go ahead and prove me wrong by, you know, in the coming days ending up leaving. But I don't think he wants to leave and I don't think he has any intention of leaving in the coming years.
1: See the thing with Donnarumma is when that all went down. Rumor, uh, like recently, rumors have came out that he the, his agent left the room of the contract and Donnarumma signed the contract himself. So it looked, for in my opinion, it looked like he wanted to leave, but he really wanted to stay, and it was his agent making up all that like drama about him. Really, I feel like. He always wanted to stay, but Mino Rayola, we know he just likes money. He doesn't really care. He just, he just wanted to go to, where was it? I think Real Madrid wanted him, PSG. Yeah, I think if it was up to Mino Rayola, he'd be gone like three years ago. But yep. if it's up to Donnarumma, I think he will stay for a few years. But one thing I want to bring your attention to is, We've been linked recently with Modric. What do you think about him? Do you think... I don't... I, I'm i not sure about him. Common. You're taking you
0: all the ideas out of my head right now. I feel like you should be hosting this. I was just going to bring that up in a couple of moments. <laughs> but since you got there quicker than me, Modric, I would take him I I wouldn't even think about like not taking him I'd take him right away yes you can say he's 34 years old or 33 I see a lot of people saying he's old and this and that but you wouldn't you would not pass on the opportunity to sign Modric and that's all I'm saying about that what do you think do you want him do you not want him do you think his age is a big passing point on him or do you think he can be fantastic with Milan, Milan? I know it's um, it's very vague rumor and it might not happen, but if it does happen, what do you think about it?
1: See with Modric, I gotta bring to the attention that he's still the current Ballon d'Or holder. So I think I I think he definitely hundred percent has the ability to carry this team. Like he will come in as probably our best player. And if it means selling Suso, like I hate to say this, but if it means selling Suso to get him, I think it's worth it because he'll be with us for two years. And by then, we could probably be in the Champions League and reinvest in better players. Like, I love Suso, but if we bring in Modric with the money that Suso brings in, I think. He'll be a perfect player to just bring this Milan forward into the fourth spot. He'll be the statement signing. And although he does look a bit old at 33, he's still got bags of ability and he's still the current Ballon d'Or holder. I just, to be honest, right, I, I have a good feeling we might sign him. I know it doesn't sound good and Boban's denied it, but the relationship between Milan and Real Madrid... And Boban as well, being at Milan, I'd probably give this transfer maybe six out of ten for happening. To be honest, what 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 do you
0: think? Do you think he'll come or? I'm, I'm very. I don't want to say no. I'm like, honestly, I don't think it'll happen. Uh, me personally, I don't think it'll happen. But if it does happen, that's gonna be such a fantastic transfer for us. But if it does mean Suzo leaving, I think. That could be a mistake. But as for right now, I don't think it'll happen. If it does, I'm going to be incredibly shocked. And I'm I'm going to be over the moon for how excited I'm going to be. I think Modric, fantastic players. And players who come to Serie A... Just If you look at a guy like Ronaldo, he's still performing at his age and why wouldn't Modric perform at 33, especially playing in the midfield? Uh, I think he can prolong his career by a couple more seasons if he actually does come to Serie A.
1: Yeah. As far as selling Suso goes, I think... It won't won't be... I don't think it would be a bad decision, but I think we... See, I, I feel like... If it means selling Suso, I probably would. But there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to get the money off selling other players. I'd happily rather sell Kessie, sell Castillejo, sell Laxalt and Srinic. But I don't see anyone picking up them players. Maybe Kessie, but at the same time, it just doesn't seem to be any movement with them transfers. Like, no one wants them players.
0: I think if anybody's going to go out of all the guys you just named, it might be Kessie and... If he does, I think we could try to get some money to sign Modric. Uh, One more player I'd like to talk about is Andre Silva. What are your thoughts on him? Do you want to see him go? Did you like his performance yesterday? Uh, I know he was there the first season. Didn't really have the best. Went on loan and now is coming back. And it looks like he's set to stay. There's rumors of him going. But I'm all for him trying to fight for a spot. What are your thoughts on Andre Silva?
1: Personally. I like Andre Silva. I think he has the ability. He just has that attitude that kind of like stagnates his career. I feel like if he can focus more on his football, I think he will be a great player. But see, with Andre Silva, I, I think he'll go. I think he will go this summer. I don't think Milan will keep him. I think... Like I'd like him to stay, and I'll perfectly be fine with him being our our third striker, and maybe not even bringing in Angel Correa, because I feel like Angel Correa will be—he'll be a good signing, but for fifty million, I feel like it's a bit much, and I'd much rather keep Silva, and like, you know, kind of work on the investment that we made. We paid thirty-eight million for him. It was our second most expensive signing, I believe. I feel like if we can give, we should give him another year. Let him work for his, fight for his spot in that team. I think he can rotate with Leal. And yesterday I felt like he had a few good moments, but he was just a little bit poor with his final touch. Like he had nice passing, nice like first touch, but when it comes to just turning, finishing, I just felt it lacked a little bit.
0: Yeah, and he didn't didn't get... He got a couple of chances, but it wasn't to say like he got so many chances. Um, It Just, I don't know. Uh, I want him to stay. I'd like to see him try and fight for his spot. I still think he has all kinds of potential and all kinds of talent. It's just like you said, his final touch sometimes does let him down, especially when we're trying to create something on the edge of the 18-yard box.
1: Yeah... I definitely would like him to stay out. Much rather have him than a fella with 50 million. anchor Correa, like, price tag over his head, which he doesn't perform. I don't know. The management team seems so set on this deal, which I feel like he'll do well, but would he be worth 50 million and just not even giving Andre Silva a chance when he'll come in as a record transfer? And I don't feel like... A player like Perea is worthy of our record transfer. Yeah, he's been lackluster the last two seasons. Maybe, no, no, the season before last, he, he he was okay. But last season, he was very lackluster. I know he came off the bench a lot, but I still believe he is not worthy of the 50 million price tag put over his head by Atletico.
0: No, I don't think uh, spending 50 million on Korea would be ideal. But then again, I'm not the one running the club, so they'll do what they have to do, I guess. But I'd much rather have Andre Silva stay, fight for that spot than bringing in a guy like Korea. But if we do end up bringing him in, and he you know, he'll be obviously around 50 million and he turns out to be a better player than we all think he'd be or than he was the last season, then it'll be a fantastic news for us.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a big question for you. Um, Do you think that Milan will be the next team to take Juve's crown or do you think another team will do it?
0: No, not even close. <laughs> I think if it, it's going to be anybody... I think it might be Napoli. I think Napoli. I don't think Inter has a good team. They did make some good transfers. Uh, Roma just... They don't look like they're going to do anything this season. I think if it's any team that's going to take away the crown from Juve, it's going to be Napoli. I've been saying it for a couple of seasons now. But I think if anybody can do it this season, actually, it will be Napoli.
1: Yeah, I think think Napoli... Definitely, they have the coach. Angelotti is a great coach, but I just feel like they always lack the player they need to get in the transfer window. They always have a lackluster mercato, and then it just kind of looks like, you know, they they just need that extra player that will bring them on during the season. But they they've just not gotten in recent seasons. They've been linked with James Rodriguez, but that's looked like it's fallen through. Lozano, that's also. Also look like it fallen through. Even if they've been, I think once or twice linked to Icardi, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's gone to Juve,
0: to be honest. Speaking of Icardi, where do you think he's going? I know you just said Juve, but is that where you think he's going to go?
1: Well, he's not going to Roma. Napoli, I, I don't think there's flash out on him. De Laurentiis, he's not really one to spend that kind of money on a player, especially with his attitude. Napoli looks more like the kind of team that prefers attitude over ability and i don't think icardi he comes with a package doesn't he he comes with one
0: that one that just isn't someone you want to have no 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 stay away from stay away from us but given the opportunity milan signing icardi would you take him yes or no yeah 100% i would 100%. take 100% i would it would be like modric i wouldn't th- i wouldn't think twice i'd take him right away guy is phenomenal and he would no doubt be our top goal scorer. Imagine him and Pjontek up top together. He, he's that player that it's almost guaranteed. To, if he plays
1: and he's in the right mindset, 25 goals a season. He, he's just got that ability. He's just, he's kind of like, just uh, even a better Pjontek. Like Piontek is great and all, but he's, he's better. He's got everything Pjontek has and better. He's just, he's a world-class striker. I don't know, uh, Inter decided to splash out 75 million on Lukaku. I'd much rather, as an Inter fan, keep uh, Icardi. He's much better than Lukaku, in my opinion. Lukaku lacks the first touch, Lukaku. I feel like Icardi is just world-class, whereas Lukaku is just a little bit better than mediocre. I hate to say it, but Lukaku is just not worth 75 million. Case closed?
0: No, I think they made a big mistake uh, signing Lukaku and getting rid of Icardi. Uh, I I always thought Icardi... Well, I, I don't I don't know. I guess it was all because of like the drama and all that concerning Icardi and Wanda. That's why they went and get Lukaku. But I think Inter making a massive mistake letting go of Icardi and replacing it with a guy like Lukaku. I still think Lukaku is a phenomenal striker. Just. He doesn't have the best of first touches. He, he, he looks very sluggish. He just, I, I, he's one guy that I, I wouldn't say he's bad, but he's not necessarily good to me. I think Inter just made a big mistake by letting go of Icardi.
1: Yeah. Uh, one question I want to ask you is, do you think our Mercato is finished? Do you think that's it for the transfer window? Or if not, what do we
0: need or who do we need? I don't think we're done. I really don't think we're done at all. I feel like. They have something up their sleeve, and somebody's gonna come that we haven't even been linked with. Uh, somebody that hasn't been talked about. I feel like that's gonna happen, like a Mister X, <laughs> that they oh, always my. refer him as.
1: The Mister X. They never really go well, do they?
0: <laughs> yeah, especially Alberto Aquilani. Remember that? Oh yeah, I remember that. I don't think that uh, our mercato is done. I think they still have one something up their sleeve, and somebody's gonna come that's unexpected or expect. Maybe it's going to be Korea. Maybe it's going to be somebody that we haven't been linked with. Somebody that nobody knows about and he turns out to be fantastic. But like I'm saying, even if it's one player, I don't think our, our Mercato is done. I still think we need a little bit of work. Maybe we can... I don't even know what positions we need. Personally, <sighs> I, I think a centre-back...
1: Leo Duarte, I mean, he wasn't really the centre-back we need. We need, We kind of need... Romagnoli is an elegant defender. He puts the tackle in and he's just brilliant. But we need a fella beside him that is like...
0: Not Musacchio.
1: Um, yeah, not, not Musacchio, obviously. <laughs> just anyone but Musacchio. Um, he, he needs to be strong and big and fast because I feel like Romagnoli, as good as he is as getting that tackle, not getting his positioning right, I feel like he's just not fast enough to get to that ball. When if it's... If a true ball is played true, he's not getting. It. So we need someone beside him that can complement him and get to the ball. Whereas to be honest, we were linked with Upa Meccano earlier, and from what I've seen of with him, he would be ideal. He's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's he's really young as well. I think he's only twenty, he's got lots of room to grow. I just think he would yeah. be, really ideal for that position and Leo Duarte maybe he could be that next Thiago Silva but to be honest I don't see it in him he's 23 or 24 I'm not quite sure which I feel like he's more of a rotation player even cashing in on Musacchio I think Musacchio is more of a Europa League player you get me but when you want to push into Champions League he's not that player you want in your defence because he's just not got, got that extra bit of quality that can push into the Champions League. To get you to Europa League, he's a fantastic defender. But just past that level, it's just,
0: he looks out of his depth. What do you think of Caldara? Do you think this might be a season coming back from all these injuries? I feel like he would be great.
1: But we, we're yet to see how he'll recover from all them injuries he's had recently. I feel like... He, if he becomes the player he was at Atlanta, great, problem solved. We don't need a center back. But the fact that he's coming back from so many injuries, we're yet to see if he's still got that ability or has he declined. He's still young. He probably could work back up to it if he does. But we don't, we can't really give him that time that we've given him this past season where he was hampered by injury. I think. Uh, when I went to watch last season I went to watch the Coppa Italia match between uh, Milan and Lazio in the San Siro and Caldara was playing that game and I felt like him and Romagnoli were our only good players on the pitch the performance was terrible but Caldara and Romagnoli oh and Pepe Reina as well
0: and Pepe Reina too that match was uh, well Unfortunately, didn't make it to the finals, but
1: uh, I love the way yeah uh, my second game ever in San Siro is a loss to Lazio.
0: Well, at least at least you went to San Siro. I didn't. I live all the way here in Canada, so for me to go there, it, it would it would take a while. My
1: my first match was I don't know I think it was yeah no it was 2015-16 season. We were against Inter and we bet them three nil and oh it was like. One of the best days of my
0: life. <laughs> when Alex scored that header? Yeah. That was fantastic.
1: And then, and then Icardi missed the penalty. And then I think, yeah, it was back and Yang that scored the other two goals in two minutes. Anyways, that we're getting off topic here. I think Calvara can definitely become that player and that we want him to be. But I think half is, we have to give him only until the winter transfer window. If he cannot come back from injury, I feel like that's it for Caldara because we spent a lot of money, but I think we need to move on if he can't become that player we need him to be.
0: I think it's, well, basically to sum up, it's a risk if we don't maybe sign ourselves another defender and we try to rely on Musacchio, Leo Duarte and Caldara. I think it might be a risk, especially coming back from all those injuries. If I had to tell you, if I had to ask you right now, what's your ideal starting eleven? what would it be with the current players we have? Go.
1: Gigi on goal, obviously. Like, no doubt about that. Um, left back, I'd put Theo Hernandez. He looked phenomenal when he was playing against Bayern before he got injured. I know he's a, he's a doubt for the first game of the season, but I think after that, he's, uh, to be honest, yeah, I think he will become top three left backs in the league if not the best, by the end of the season. I think he could be a really crucial player for us. He's got great pace going forward. He's got great ability. I think he lacks a tiny bit on the defensive side, but we can easily fix that And because he's only 21. He's got lots of room to grow. Uh, Centre-backs, I'd say Romagnoli and Caldara. If Caldara's fit, I think he can definitely have a really good partnership with Romagnoli, he's not the fastest, not not really, like, he's he's not going to compliment Romagnoli in that sense, but I think he's got a similar style to Romagnoli, and who knows, he could become the player we need him to be. Then, right back, I'd probably put Calabria over Conti, just because Conti, he's come back from injury recently, and ever since then, I don't feel like he's been the player he was at Atalanta at all. And I don't see him getting there, to be honest. He's 25 now, and I feel like he'll be very good for backup for Calabria. But Calabria's younger, and I just feel like he's better. CDM, I'd have uh, Ben Acer. I, uh, I watched him, like, every match in the AFCON, and he was fantastic. He was winning the winning the ball back. He was getting forward. He was just doing everything. He hit the crossbar. It, it, I think. Yeah. It was the semi-finals. They were. I don't remember who Algeria were playing, but it was the semi-finals. He hit the crossbar in the ninety-fifth minute to win them the game. They. They almost won the game, and then I think a minute later he won the free kick that Mares put in which, him over
0: Biglia. One hundred uh, percent.
1: from what I've seen of him, yes, one hundred percent. Biglia. He's getting slower. He's getting older. I feel like backup, maybe. But even then, I feel like we should probably cash in on Biglia. He's looked good in preseason, but I don't think he's had that extra. Like, he, he doesn't have the pace anymore. And he's just lacking a little
0: bit, in my opinion. Your two midfielders next to Benacer, who's there?
1: Um, I'd say Paqueta and Bonaventura. <laughs> yeah.
0: So who's there?
1: Uh, Suso, 100%. Suso, 100%. he, he will be... He will be... I, I have a feeling this will be a season where he shuts up there.
0: And strikers.
1: Just b- back, briefly back on Susa, I think he will just... He'll, he'll be that player that will link up the strikers. He'll adapt perfectly to that trequartista role. And yeah, two strikers. From what I've seen of Leao, I'd say Leao and Pjantik. Because Andre oh. Silva, he was good in the Europa League. But when you played for us and he was good first few months at Sevilla, but I feel like he needs to fight for that place. He hasn't quite earned it yet and Leao thirty five million. I think we should start him the first few games, see how he gets on, bring Andre Silva on. Maybe maybe alternate them. I don't know if that will do well for Pionti, keep on changing strikers, but strike partners, but I do think he will have that quality to fight for his place, Andre Silva. And I think him and Leao are going to be two very good options for us up front. And Piontek set in stone, 100%. 100%
0: Piontek as well.
1: To be honest, I think he will top his last season.
0: You think he's going to score more than 22?
1: Yeah, I I don't know what it is. I know he hasn't scored in preseason, but it's
0: preseason. It's preseason.
1: I feel like... With Bonaventura coming back, that's another creator. That's three creators. They'll be feeding him the ball, and he'll just have chances upon chances, I feel like, this year. I feel like we need one more creative midfielder as well, back to the Mercato. I, Modric would be brilliant, but also, I mean, we've been linked with this fella called Lobotka, and prior would have been brilliant, but he's gone. Lobotka, okay, I don't know much about him, but from what I've seen, he seems like... I think he seems like a pretty good player. I think he could be that final midfielder we need. But anyways, yeah, I think Piontic will probably get maybe like 25 goals, I'd say, this season.
0: It's still early. It's preseason. He hasn't scored. Um, honestly, that's really all I wanted to talk about. Unless you have some final points you'd like to say?
1: Yeah, I, haven't, I don't have much to add on that. I just think that... I think... Top four, yes or no? Yes. Yeah, I agree. You agree too? I think we we just have that extra tiny bit of quality with players returning from injury and the few transfers. A big loss to us has been Bakayoko, but I think that's the only loss we've had. Guterane, he didn't do much for us last season, so I can't really count it as a loss. I think the players we brought in and the players we will hopefully bring, hope to bring in, I think we will secure our place in that fourth spot. I don't think Atlanta will do as well as they've done last year, especially with Champions League now. I think they'll drop off. Roma are kind of a club moving backwards, as I've said before. I feel like they've just not spent enough and they've sold their best players, really. And last team in contention would be Lazio and Lazio. They've kept Milinkovic Savage, they've kept Immobile, they've kept Luis...
0: what's his name? Luis Alberto.
1: Yeah, Luis Alberto. They've kept Luis Alberto, and they're their three key players, really. They've made some... They've signed this fella from SPAL, Lazzari. I think he he got a lot of assists last season. Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure he will be a good addition to their squad. But I don't really see them... I see them challenging for Champions League, but I think we'll get in over them. I think my top four for the Serie A will be Juventus, Napoli, Inter, Milan.
0: I was thinking the exact same thing. And once again, that's exactly what I was going to end up asking you, but you got to the question before I could ask you. So this has been fantastic talking with you. Um, Final thoughts, anything you'd like to say to anybody? Yeah,
1: uh, final thoughts. Uh, I just think well, I'm so excited for the new season. I think we'll have a good season and yeah. Go follow my Instagram if you want. Ali underscore Sanjaki. Uh, I'll put it in the
0: description.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that would be it. So happy to be on the podcast. Look forward to maybe doing it again.
0: If you'd like to be Hopefully. on it again, this, uh, this has been fantastic. Thank you very much for being on it. It was a real help. Uh, especially bouncing back and forth with you. I would love to actually do this again, maybe get a few more people on here, all Milanistas. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening wherever you're listening to it. And I feel like you want to add something? My
1: pleasure to be here. I'm happy to be here again. And that'll be it. See you guys.
0: And I'll see you guys next time.